Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. I appreciate you for clicking on the button. I'd like to welcome you in to the Logical Love Podcast. And I would like to thank those of you who have left a review, who have clicked the stars. I appreciate you. If you haven't done so, I would ask you if you could to leave a review for this podcast. If you like it, if you don't like it, just an honest one. You can go to logical.love. That's not .com. That's just logical.love. We have a lot of goodies there. We have some interesting things, some freebies, and we're going to be selling stickers soon. Right? They're going to be the kind you could scratch and you can sniff. That may or may not be a truth, the last part. But anyway, thank you very much for clicking on the button. I appreciate it. I appreciate you inviting me into your ear. (laughs) It's nice to be in here. Now on today's episode, we're going to do something. I just want to make sure everybody's aware. This episode, I'm talking to men. If you're a lady and you want to listen, that's fine. You can understand kind of my message to men. Right? Because I'm a simple man. You know, I'm a father. I treat women and men differently. Sue me. I think that I think they're different. I think we're different. But I don't think that's bad. I do not think that a man or a woman is better than one or the other. You know, these things are just uh, different aspects of the one thing that we are, which is human. And I think it's important to kind of understand each of these so we can see the whole whole picture. It's like if you knew the heads or the tails, then you can see the whole thing. So I do. I do treat women and men differently. I think women and men live in the same world, but there's different things expected of them. So listen, men. Gentlemen, boys, if you got tricked into being a nice guy, I'm not sorry for you. I'm not. You know, listen, you got tricked into being the nice guy that that women rarely fuck and, and never respect. I'm not sorry. I know the culture or the media is telling you that feelings are facts. They're telling you that, you know, women can fuck like men and men can cry like women. But it's a lie. You know, you're being tricked into that. You know, you're first off, you're at least 200 pounds, likely, and you're probably around six feet tall. So you were not in an abusive relationship with her. You are in an abusive relationship with yourself. And that abusive relationship has you denying the man, the person the, the, that you are. That you were grown to be. You know, it's like a, a sea turtle can live a great life in the ocean if it accepts that it is a sea turtle. (laughs) But if that sea turtle wants to go try to be a daggone lion living in a desert, 
that sea turtle's going to live a pretty terrible life. But that sea turtle, it's not the fact that the sea turtle couldn't live a good life. It's not the fact that, you know, anything. It's just the fact that that sea turtle is not respecting the nature of who that thing, who it was born to be. So look, either you're simping to get something, right? Or you have no discipline. Either way, I'm not sorry for you. If you're a man, I'm not. You chose to keep yourself plugged into this matrix. You choose it. You want to watch the, you know, you want to be a social justice warrior. You want to say all the right things. You want to be part of the good team. I get it. It's tough. No one teaches you how to kind of be yourself. But damn, that's the only thing anybody's ever going to really love. Hey, I understand the struggle too, gentlemen. I do. Right? I've been raped by a woman before. I've been assaulted many times by women. But me being assaulted and raped or whatever is still not the same as if a woman gets assaulted or gets raped. It's just not. Now, I'm not saying my, the things I've been through or the things that you might go through, that those are irrelevant, that they don't matter. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's different. And if you're looking for it to be the same as with a woman and for people to look at it the same and it to be, then you're just, you're fooled. You've been tricked. And I'm not sorry. You know, to think women are the same as men and that I should treat them the same, that's, that's lunacy. It's crazy. But it's the world we live in. So listen, I'm not sorry you wasted your money. I'm not sorry you wasted your time. And I'm not sorry you lost your self-respect on a woman who treated you like a manslave. I am not sorry for you because I want to help you. But pity is not going to do it. Men and women are not the same. Some, again, get triggered by this statement. Just to say this statement is triggering to a lot of people for different reasons. But fuck, I mean, we all get to die our own life. So you can die yours. I'm going to die this one. And this is how I choose to do it. It's the most honest, true way I see. Now what this means is that as a man... You must contend with struggles that are of a man and that a woman will never be able to bear and understand. You know, just like you and I will never experience her struggles of the monthly bleeding and ovulation and, you know, how dangerous it can be to walk around in the small frame and the childbirth she goes through. She's never going to experience what we go through. What is fated for you is to be a rock, solid, and to sustain the blows of life. Not to behave and cry like a victim, 
when the ship is sinking and the water is coming in all around. So this doesn't matter whether you're in, a, in an abusive relationship or you're feeling victimized at work or you're feeling not valued. If you're acting like a victim, I'm not sorry. Your life is suffering because of you. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you can get out of it. Listen, to be clear though, I'm not saying that you should hold all of this inside. But rather that you should just stop clinging to the victim mentality. So that way you can realize your power. It's essential to your own health as an individual and for the collective health of our species. And for this reason, I think you should, and I use that word carefully, but you should embrace what is here and now and grow with it without complaint like a tree or a sea turtle. You might be shorter, you might be fatter, you might be taller, but this is your path. Males are different. Since the time of Darwin, the species are, or we've observed how just males across species, they have a greater veritability. You know, women tend to be about the same size-wise. Men can vary more, right? We see this on testing. A lot of times when we test groups of men and women together, there might be a few men might be some of the smartest on the test, but they're also the stupidest. We see this through sexual veritability, right? Each, a man and a woman can average the same amount of sexual partners, but whereas a woman the, the woman who has the least amount of sex and the woman who has the most amount of sex are very close. The males are widely disparate. The man that has the most sex is, has way more sex than the man that has maybe no sex. So this is the path of a man. Not, everybody's not equal. There's great variability among the traits. If you're interested in this, you should go to logical.love and get on the newsletter. But if you're not going to do that, you should just Google the male veritability hypothesis. But the core of this is that there are different things required of you. And I would be so appreciative if you would just do your part so our team human can grow. This requires looking at things like sex, abuse, and mental health differently than a woman. You know, there's recent research in the field of mental health and attachments and whatnot, but specifically I want to focus on depression. And there's a lot of research coming out now that supports this hypothesis of males being different. For instance, women report being depressed by not feeling loved. Women are, are sad and depressed because they're not, they're not loved, they're not cared for. This is what they report. For men, and again, I'm talking in stereotypes, but the majority of male depression 
comes as a result of feeling powerless or hopeless. You feel like you can't do anything. You feel weak. And I've been there. So what I'm telling you is, when you look at the advice given that, oh, you should love yourself and, and that's going to get you out of your depression, I think for a woman probably. Right? I've worked with women. I think a lot of times that self-love, that you know, learning to love yourself so you stop seeking validation or getting in a relationship where you are truly loved and not just lusted by a man, I think that can help you if you're depressed. But if you're a man, that's not the same thing. It's like, listen, when I was depressed, love me all day, hug me all day, tell me how beautiful I am all day, but I don't want to be babied. That's not empowering to me. Right? As a man, you want to feel powerful, but that takes struggle. It takes effort. It takes sweat. It takes suffering. It takes discomfort. It takes that. And what I'm talking about, to be clear, and this is probably why your life sucks as a man, if it sucks, is that I'm talking about real struggle. I'm not talking about the struggle you get in the matrix. I'm talking real struggle that you cannot get when you're plugged into the dogma of the day. You know, for instance, you can play 10 football video games a week You'll feel dopamine. You'll feel the biochemistry of happiness. But it's going to leave you fat. It's going to leave you unhealthy. Now, conversely, you can play one game of actual football a week, and that will start leaving you cut, strong, healthier, truly powerful, and not just a fake dopamine hit. Now, this logic I'm sharing with you, this is the same with porn and swipes on dating apps versus approaching women in real life or IRL. And I think it's absurd, even the term IRL, the fact that we have learned to do so much of our lives, not in reality, that we actually have a fucking acronym to say, I mean, in real life. You can become a slave of pleasure and cause yourself tremendous pain as a man. It enfeebles you. It weakens you. It leaves you never even strong enough to pick up and hold the things that you care most about. You know, it's possible that, that, that hugs, therapy, and sympathy are just less likely to be effective for you and, and, and me as a man than it is for a woman. This doesn't mean that we shouldn't practice this as men or, or grow this or still have some of this. If, if you're familiar with, you know, Taoist philosophy or yin-yang, there's a little bit of, of each in each of them, right? A little white and the black and a little black and the white. But what I'm saying is, this doesn't mean like you, you should be an alpha male or an asshole. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean you have to be the head honcho. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you strive, you know, with being challenged. You strive to be challenged and grow stronger by it. 
But at the same time, you can be kind. You can be strong and kind. And if you really want the superpower, if you want to level up your love life and all your damn relationships, I don't care if it's platonic or romantic, learn how to be strong and kind. People want to feel you, that you're strong enough to say what you mean, to share those hard truths, but they also want to feel that you're grounded in kindness, that you're not just coming around here insulting. Now listen, I'm too stupid for religions. So I don't know if capital G, God exists. You know, if there's some white guy in the clouds. I don't know. But I tell you, I've lived long enough to know that there's the damn demons alive and well walking amongst us. <laughs> I mean, listen, I think uh, Shakespeare said, hell is an empty place and the devils are all here. You know, and what I mean when I say these demons, I mean, I'm talking people that are just, they want to take advantage of you. They want to rape your girlfriend. They want to steal from your mama. They want to find you in an alley and punk you out and take in. They want to run roughshod. They want to scream real loud and, and growl and watch you cower and leave. But the thing is, all of these things happen. This minority of asshole men or demons, whether they're women or men, this minority runs roughshod over everything we cherish in this world unless you're there to stop it. And, and you don't get that. You don't get that being a woman. We need women. I'm not saying anything bad about that, but we also need strong men. Matter of fact, I mean, I know this is a hot take here, but maybe we need them together for some of these very balances. It's almost like a, you know, it's almost like the human race needs men and women to be together. Hmm, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> because the thing is, not all fights can be won with fists. And not all suffering is healed with tears. If this is a lot to take in, and you've been there, and you've struggled, and you've been beat down, I don't feel sorry for you. Because I know, and I know very few things, but I know that you were literally made for this struggle that you have to bear right now. And even though it might feel impossible to lift, this is what you were meant for. This is what the, you were grown from this earth for just this. Maybe you're 400 pounds. Maybe you, you're in an abusive relationship. Maybe you've made some dumb mistakes. Maybe you're, a, you're, you're fucking addicted to pills, to porn, to alcohol. That's fine. It's going to be a bitch. It's a heavy ass thing to carry, to pick up. But you were meant for this. I know that. You were literally meant for this. Because whatever happened was exactly what had to happen, precisely because it did happen. And here you are right now. So I'm not sorry for you. I'm not, man. I'm not sorry for you because the pity doesn't help. And I'm excited for you to be completely honest. Because all of that shit that might suck in your life, it, that just means you got some work to do. 
You know, and as, and as David Goggins would say, and you should Google this if you're not, but that, that just means you got to stop feeding that little bitch in your head. That little thing that's complaining, that's saying, oh, you know, but women can cry, but, but how come women, uh, women don't have to pay on the first date? And how come, how come this, you know, f stop. It's not helping you. How come women only want to fuck bad guys? You, you know what? That doesn't help you. How about you man the fuck up and you look at why they're fucking Chad? You know, and you can learn those things and do those in a, in a way that is kind and strong. And then maybe if you stepped your fucking game up and you stopped being addicted to porn and you stopped being addicted to fucking alcohol and video games. And maybe if you let those damn things down, maybe the daughters that are out there, the beautiful women that are out there struggling and suffering and getting taken advantage of by assholes, maybe your ass would be halfway decent enough to help one of those girls. Maybe you'd be the man that could, that could really keep her entertained. That you could not just sweet talk her for a night, but you could sweet talk her for a life. So yeah, listen, you got some work to do. But that's not bad. You can't lift it right now, that's okay. You, you couldn't tie your shoes at one point, you know? If, you, if you're even older than 25, man, you, you used to have little shoulders. Your voice used to sound like a damn, oh, damn girl. I used to sound like a girl. It was embarrassing, too. You know, you call, you call a girl up in fifth grade and you say, hey, is Ashley there? And then, and then you hear the mom say, Ashley, Rebecca's on the phone. And it's like, God damn it, I'm not Rebecca. So listen, this is tough, man. I get it. You got some, you got some work to do. So what I want to do in conclusion is I just want to go over three simple steps to start unplugging from the matrix, right? To stop unplugging from all this stuff enslaving you to pleasure. So number one, you got to stop being a slave to pussy and pleasure. I think Seneca once famously said, some, some prisons reside behind marble and gold. You, you got to stop being a slave to pussy and to pleasure. And I'm not just talking about the sex addict, Chad, you know, the hyper sexual, he can fuck anybody, any girl. I'm not just talking about that. Because I think the worst one here is the guy who simps in a relationship because he feels like he cannot do better. A lot of times we get addicted to pleasure because we don't think we can do better. This fear of not having sex is running in a male's subconscious brain. You know, because he knows, like every man does, it's always easier for a woman to get sex than it is for a man. Now, if you're a good man or if you're good to a woman, man, you could have that woman have sex with you every single night. But the thing is, your unconscious brain knows that, right? A male, if you break up with a woman, it might take you a little bit for the average male to go find another you know, sexual partner. A woman doesn't have this struggle. But the thing is, if a modern human lets our biological, evolved, programmed impulses 
the feels, if we let those things decide how to handle food or drugs or drink or sex, then we enslave ourselves to whoever or whatever has the power to provide them. Whatever that drug of choice is. So we got to stop being a slave to the pussy and to the pleasure. You know, to say it simply, if you can't fast from it, don't fuck with it. Whether it's drugs, sex, relationships, or food, if you're a man and you can't take a fucking break from something, if you can't say no to sex if she wants to fuck you, if you can't say no to drinking, if you can't say no to taking the pill, if you can't say no to smoking the joint, if you can't say no to fucking playing the video game, whatever the fuck it is, if you cannot fast from it, then you should stop fucking with it. And now, I'm not saying it's for a lifetime. Maybe you can grow some discipline, you know, and you can come back to sex, come back to alcohol, come back to video games, you know, with a little more discipline. But if you can't take a break from it, you just shouldn't fuck with it. Because the thing is, most men will stay plugged in to the matrix, right? Because they are slaves to short-term pleasures that cause them long-term pain. I've been there. I've, I've got all the damn t-shirts. <laughs> but the thing is, if you want a life, if you want, you know, the life and the relationships that give you long-term pleasure, that make you feel powerful and, and, and things you can enjoy, even though it's hard, even though it hurts a little bit, even though your muscles ache, the thing is, it's going to take some short-term discomfort. So if, if you're so afraid of losing her that you can't answer her questions honestly and tell her what you want, then the relationship is doomed. So again, if you don't want to be a slave, what you got to do is you got, you got to work yourself into a man that can get other women as beautiful or more beautiful than the one you have now. Now, I'm not saying you should cheat, but what I'm saying, you should get yourself in the mindset of getting a woman that you should be able to have yourself, whether it's physically, financially, mentally, spiritually, all of that. In your head, you know, I could get another woman that is either as beautiful or more beautiful than the one I have now. Because if you see things as scarce, you'll cling to what hurts you. I'm not saying you can't stay committed and faithful to the woman that treats you great. You can, and that's your power. And I think you'd be wise to do so if you find one of those women. But what better way to nourish your current relationship than to make yourself, you know, the man that, that many women want? Because you are literally making yourself the best man you can be. You're making yourself a better listener. You're making yourself stronger. You're reading some books. You're good at listening. You're, you know, financially able to provide. You're, you know, you, you can provide safety physically. You can provide all of these things. That's the best way. Because the thing is, when you show you're not a slave to pleasures, then women start to feel deeply like they can really really trust you i mean 
Just think about it for a minute. If I have a wife and my wife knows I can be disciplined with pleasures and turn them away, even if I could have them, I can say, no, I don't want to drink it. No, I don't want to fuck it. No. Even if I can, no. Don't need it. Then she's able to have a desirable man and one with the power to be faithful. And that's a rare thing, gentlemen. You do that, your whole world opens up. But to do that, you can't be fucking every time you can. You can't be eating whatever you want to eat. And you can't be so attached to pleasure. Because you're a man. You can enjoy the pain. And if you're asking, that's nice, Floyd. You're saying, okay, how do I do that in real life? Do a fast. You know, set a fucking schedule for yourself. Say, I'm going to get up at, doesn't have to be 5 a.m. I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to wake up at 8 a.m. Whatever. Set a fucking discipline for yourself. Say, hey, I want to be a damn writer. So I'm going to write one hour a day, every day. You know, whatever it is, you can set a schedule. You can make a motion routine, right? You can make a physical, whether it's going to the gym, maybe you're not there yet, maybe it's at your house, whatever. You can make a physical practice to get yourself not enslaved to pleasures. You know, you can also do things like no fap. I don't, I don't even know what no fap stands for. Basically means stop masturbating all the time. You know, stop looking at porn. Right? The, the, these are the little things you can practice that are going to make you more powerful, that are going to free you from being a slave to pussy and pleasure. Number two, we can start commanding, not demanding. Start commanding, not demanding. Because look, you don't complain to get respect. If you want to unplug from the lies and the tricks of the world, stop complaining. It's a waste of time. Time that you could be grinding. Time that you could be actually making yourself into someone who would command respect. Just by walking around. Just by being honest. They would see the life you've lived. They can see your shoulders. You don't need to show them your weights. You don't need to complain. You don't need to demand that someone respect you because you command it with your very presence. And this applies to many things, but, you know, you shouldn't complain. Don't complain to your woman to do something for you. Don't demand that she do something for you or that you want. Command some fucking respect. <laughs> Live your life in such a way that if someone doesn't want to do something for you, then someone else will. If a, if a, if a woman doesn't want to please you, if you're, if you're really a good man, a great man, and you're commanding respect, you're taking care of yourself, you know, you're financially, you're physically, you're mentally, you're spiritually, you're a good listener, you're, you, know, you know how to please a woman. All, you, listen, a lot of women are going to want that. So if you live your life in such a way then if she doesn't want to do this for you, then someone else will. Fact of the matter. Because 
it should be, I know you're a man and you've probably looking at so much porn and fucking hookers and all kinds of shit to fuck with your damn brain, but you can make it. You can actually, it should be an honor to fuck you. It should be an honor to be your friend. It should be a fucking honor to be able to spend time with you. But you don't get that demanding and complaining. You get that commanding. You command it. Because when you're there with someone, you're, you're, you're all there. When, when, a, when a woman has sex with you, man, you make it special. You care for her. Right? If it's your friend, man, you are like the best friend they will ever have. If they want to fuck you over, if they want to leave you, if they want to lie to you, they want to cheat you, guess what? That's fine. You don't have to get revenge. Because you just stop giving them you. And, and that's the thing about commanding. You are such, you make yourself into such a valuable asset to the women, to the people in your life that just by the fact of them not getting to be around you anymore, that's a consequence. That's something that's going to be, it either can lift their life up or it can take it down. But you don't get that way by demanding shit from people in the world. And you don't get that way by complaining and bitching to the world. You get that way by commanding. So look, if it's not, you know, if you're not at this point yet, that's okay. You got some work to do. Pick up a book. Maybe start with some stoicism, you know. Maybe learn, you know, some, some psychological techniques of, of how to listen better. Right? Motivational interviewing. Maybe start there. Maybe do some fucking push-ups. You know? Drink some water. Take care of your damn self. Because it doesn't mean, if you're not that way now, it doesn't mean you can never command the relationship or the life you want. But it damn sure is never going to be handed to you. Right? I think women a lot of times get this. But you know what? They got their own struggle. Right? They get handed a lot of value. Also, they got to carry around humanity in their belly. So let's just, you know, fuck it. It is what it is. Right? Suck it up, buttercup. But again, you can choose. You know, if you're not going to do this being the nice guy that's plugged into the matrix. You know, you're not going to get this commanding respect by being the simp, you know, that tricks women into sex. Being little Mr. Nice Guy when you can't sustain that. You know, you get this by being the man that commands respect so that you don't just want to fuck her, but you make sure she really wants to please you. Because she'll see the strength and the kindness you carry throughout your days, that you carry throughout your interactions, and that's going to make her want you so bad. Right? You're not even going to have to worry about wanting to get sex from her, to demand sex from her, to demand her to do something sexual you want. You ain't got to worry about that. You're commanding. You're showing her, hey, I'm a man that there's not many of in this damn world. You know? That's it. And then see how she likes it. And if she wants to value it, well then, hey, maybe that's worthy of commitment. Maybe that's worthy of of giving that man to. And if she's not, you, you move your happy ass along. Again, not being a slave to the pleasure. So to unplug from the matrix, you need to stop focusing on what you cannot control.
and start focusing on and mindfully acting on what you can control. So how do you do this? Again, that's a nice soliloquy I just went on, but let me give you some practical tips. First off, stop asking what other people can do for you. Your friends, the girls, stop asking that. And instead, start asking yourself what you can do for other people. You know? This isn't like some cheesy religious shit. Be service to other people. Be the best fucking friend you can be. You're going to attract... Everybody's going to want that. If you're someone, if you're a man who can be honest, who can tell the truth, the hard truths, but also be kind, there's like billions of people out there that would love to have you in their friend circle, right? And then you add on top of that, you learn some skills, you learn some psychology, you learn some philosophy, you learn some, I don't know, finance, you learn some music theory, whatever. You literally stop asking what people can do for you and you start asking what you can do from other, for other people and you're going to start commanding some fucking respect, okay? You're not going to have to demand nothing. And then another thing you can try is when you catch yourself bothered and you want to start complaining or demanding, just, just do this. Ask yourself a question. Can I control it? If the answer is yes, do it. If the answer is no, let it go and focus on what you can control in the present moment. Simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. If you can control it, say your girlfriend's yelling at you, girlfriend's hitting you, girlfriend's not respecting you, girlfriend isn't I don't know, she's letting herself go, she's not attractive, whatever the thing is, ask yourself, can I control that? No, you can't. If not, let it go, focus on what you can in the present moment. Maybe that means telling her how you feel. Maybe that means telling her you don't like what's going on. Maybe that eventually builds up and means you telling her, hey, I'm leaving, see you later. Maybe that means you leaving when she's not around because she's crazy and she'll call the cops. You can't control that she calls the cops, but you can control what you do, the plans you make, and, and that you get the fuck out of there. And, and that's all done in these present moments that we kind of do brick by brick. Each moment, you get to lay one brick, one brick at a time, one brick at a time, and that builds something. And finally, the last thing you can do, I think, to uh, if, if you want to unplug from the matrix, stop being such a nice guy is you got to work on your chest. Got to work on your chest, gentlemen. And I don't just mean like a gym, bro. I don't just mean just your physical chest. I mean to grow that, you know, we could call it spiritual chest. We could call it psychological chest. We could call it the psyche. But that either way, the body grows healthier and stronger while it's in harmony with the mind. So look, this, this scheme, you know, that we have out there that to trick young men into believing lies for the benefit of the, has been going on for maybe all of recorded history. You know, what I'm talking about now is the matrix. Plato called it the cave. 
an age-old way to disconnect from these unnatural chains is to deeply connect to our natural selves. Now, admittedly, it will be the hardest thing you will ever do. Because the thing is, this spirituality I'm talking about, it's not religion. No one has the perfect guide to life. It means it's messy. It must be lived. You must lift it. You must work up to it. You must sweat. You must struggle. You must suffer. As the Buddhists say, they talk about the middle path. The middle path is like the way to, to freedom. But the middle path, as they say, it's muddy, it's slippery, and the ground is never firm. Doctrines and dogmas don't work there. Our best way to do this is through the study of our human library, so to speak, of those that came before. You know, this could be, you know, different religions or philosophies. And, and, and using each of these not to beat the other one or to win or to prove which one is the best one, but instead use them as different perspectives on the mountain of human existence. Because it helps us see truths from different angles. You know, what, what this could look like is, you know, it could look like, uh, for me, maybe even, using meditation and yoga from, you know, Indian traditions to kind of be more mindful, less reactive, and instead of just responding, to be responsible. And then I could take fasting, right, maybe from, from Muslim traditions, right, to, to fast, uh, to be able to practice you know, having that little thought in my head that, oh, you need to drink water, oh, you need to eat, oh, you need this, and practice letting those things go. Or it could mean some of the tenets of Catholicism, right? To really be able to speak out loud our sins to another, right? There's something about that. It, it becomes less of a burden for us to bear when we share it with someone. Now, again, I'm not religious, but I'm telling you, if your spiritual chest is weak, you're done. You're done. You'll get caught up in some dogma, some way, because you have nothing in reality to ground you to. Because, listen, these practices I'm speaking of, it empowers our psyche or soul or whatever word you want to use here. But what this does is it allows us to break free of the change that the matrix and the constructions, they put on us that destroy our lives. Now, measurements and science, they do matter. They do have a place. Listen, it's a logical love podcast. You know I love some logic and data, all right? But some of the most important things in life cannot be measured. It cannot be. It doesn't mean we shouldn't measure, but it also would be foolish to think we can measure everything. You see, we live a life a lot of times only discussing the measurable as if we understand it all. 
You know, history has shown that science alone cannot stop suffering. I know Sam Harris would have contention with that, but I stand behind that. History has shown that science alone cannot stop our suffering. For, for that, we need to be strong and glean wisdom from these ancient traditions. Because if not, we will grow more intelligent than ever, but less wise and more and more enslaved. I want to finish this off by a, a quote from C.S. Lewis. He said, We make men without chests and expect from them virtue and enterprise. We laugh at honor and are shocked to find traitors in our midst. You got tricked into being a nice guy. I'm not sorry. And I'm not sorry because we need a world that has a lot more than nice guys in it. We need a world that has men with some chests, men with some virtue, some enterprise, some honor. Thank you very much for listening to the Logical Love Podcast. If you liked this episode, I know it was kind of heavy, kind of long. If you liked it, I'll give a review, honest review. I'd appreciate it. If you want to hear and be up to date on the content we're bringing out, there's a book coming. We do blog posts. We're going to have stickers soon. <laughs> Go to logical.love. Check it out. Sign up for the newsletter. Get all the goodies that way. Also, let me know what you think on this podcast. If there's anything I've said that you think I'm wrong or I've said that's fallacious or illogical, I would love to know it. I'm open. You know, I'm always learning. I don't know everything. But this is where I'm at. This is where uh, the bounds of my ignorance lay. If you've listened to this and you're a man, share this with other men. Share it. Make them think. See if they're going to think about it differently. If you're a woman, do the same damn thing. Share it. Because guess what? You want men that have virtue. You're going to want men that have some enterprise. You're not going to want the nice guys that are too weak to even be strong enough to be committed. Right? We don't want to raise a world of cheaters and just men that are just slaves to pleasure. I don't think that's the world we want to live in. So again, share it. Put it out there. Again, thank you very much for listening. I greatly appreciate it, and I will see you next time.